far across the universe, something big was about to happen. The explosion would outshine an entire galaxy and be visible billions of kilometers away. Its light would travel across the universe for millions of years, but aside from a few astronomers, it would go unnoticed on the Earth. With a grating, wheezing noise, a small blue box flickered into existence. So, where are we? Have a look. But don't step outside. The door of the TARDIS clicked open, and Emma gave him a quizzical look. Why? What's out there? Take a look. Gingerly, she pulled open the door of the police box and looked out. Oh my god. Is that real? What? <laughs> of course it's real. She was looking out at a vast starscape. Hundreds of stars embedded in swirling clouds of gas, stretching out as far as she could see. It's amazing! Where are we? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <clears throat> what? Sorry. Uh, we're in a galaxy the local species called the Silver Spiral. From Earth, it's a tiny, faint speck in the sky, somewhere in the constellation of Perseus. You'd never even notice it without a telescope. These stars are part of a cluster formed just a few million years ago out in one of the spiral arms. It's beautiful, but why are we here? Why not? And have you ever seen a star explode? You see that one? It's just one ordinary star doing what it does, but any minute now, for a tiny fraction of time, it will become brighter than this entire galaxy. The explosion will be visible in the skies of thousands of species across hundreds of galaxies. To most of them, it's just another transient star, but not you humans, oh no. Scientists on your planet point as many telescopes as they can at it. They even give it a name, 2007 GR. <laughs> no, not very poetic really. Logical, though, because they discover it in 2007. You lot, all you've got to understand the universe, the photons you collect, those tiny little pathetic scraps of energy that travel on through the universe until they hit something. And yet you know so much. That's what I love about you humans. Always curious. Always trying to understand, study and catalogue the universe. And even when you don't know all the facts, you're always blundering on... <laughs> you can talk. Yeah, it gets me into trouble. But that's half the fun. So it's a star that's actually going to explode? Yep. Well, technically, there's a collapse first, then an explosion. Oh. Hang on. Aren't we a bit close? Shouldn't we, well, move out of the way? Ah, we'll be fine. But it's made of wood. Trust me, she's tougher than she looks. Pressing buttons, shifting levers, and twisting knobs, the doctor danced around the console. You'd never guess he was 900 years old, she thought. He acts more like an excitable five-year-old half the time. Doctor, why does it collapse? Hmm? Oh, it runs out of fuel. Like an engine? More like a nuclear fusion reactor. The temperature and pressure in the core of a star are so high that hydrogen nuclei fuse together forming helium. Well, that's what creates all that heat and light that keeps Earth from freezing. The sun is a giant fusion reactor? Oh, yeah. The sun has been fusing hydrogen for... Uh, five billion years by your time? Wow. So, when a star runs out of hydrogen, what, it stops? Then, it starts to shrink. 
the temperature and pressure go up as it collapses until it's hot and dense enough that the helium nuclei start to undergo fusion. The helium? That was made from fusing the hydrogen? Right. And when it runs out of helium to fuse... It shrinks and gets hotter, right? It shrinks, gets hotter and starts fusing the helium, forming carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, the stuff that makes up most of you. Just think, you're made from chemicals that were created in the heart of a star. All right. Say I believe you. You still haven't explained why it explodes. Ah, well, eventually, if a star is heavy enough, that burning process carries on through heavier and heavier elements, going faster and faster until it gets all the way to iron. Now, once you get to iron, you need a lot of extra energy to keep the fusion going, and there's nowhere for it to come from. The core starts to collapse again, but uncontrollably this time... Pulled by... gravity? Until it reaches the density of nuclear matter, effectively becoming one giant atomic nucleus. But then there's nowhere for it to go but back out the way it came and kaboom! The material in the core rebounds and causes a shockwave, which rips through the star, stopping the inward fall of material and causing an explosion. So does every star do that? Oh my god. Is that going to happen to the sun? No. No, the sun's not nearly heavy enough. It is quite common, though. Pretty much every star more than about eight times the mass of the sun will end its life this way. So why is this one so special? Uh-huh. Wait and see. Look, there, it's about to go. An explosion with the energy of ten octillion megatons of TNT. That's such a violent comparison. Ah, I've got it. It's the same energy released in one second as a star like your sun releases in 30 billion years. How long? No, oh, except the sun isn't going to last that long. It turns into a red giant in about the year 5 billion. Then it expands and swallows the earth. I should know I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I met the face of Bo that day. Oh, my God. You're serious? Always. Any moment now. Wait for it. And look there, there. Do you see those jets of material? They're moving at about 150,000 kilometers every second. That's about half the speed of light. Emma stared at the spectacle in front of her, where, a moment ago, there had been a fairly ordinary-looking large red star. There was now such a bright light that it hurt to look at it. Peering down, she saw a jet of material shooting away from the site of the explosion. She tried to make out what was in it, but it was just a blur. But isn't light the fastest thing in the universe? That's right. Nothing travels faster. It's the ultimate speed limit. You need a lot of energy to travel that fast, and there isn't enough energy even in a supernova to do that. This stuff is pretty quick, though, and this is the first time astronomers on the Earth have seen an outflow like that happen. Hang on. You said astronomers on Earth call this explosion 2007 GR because they saw it in 2007. But like takes time to travel anywhere, and the Earth must be miles away. 35 million light years, or thereabouts. And a light year is... The distance light travels in an Earth year. One light year is about, ooh, uh, nine and a half thousand billion kilometers. So does that mean that we're way in the past? Are there dinosaurs running around the Earth right now? Not likely. They mostly got wiped out 65 million years before your time. Now that was quite a day. No, no, 35 million years ago, uh, mammals. Mammals were running around on land, and there were even sharks starting to appear in the oceans. Now, that's an idea. How would you like to see prehistoric Earth? 
I've always wanted to try this. Try what? This. Here it comes. Hang on to something. A second later, the shockwave hit. Tossed about like a leaf in a hurricane, the TARDIS bounced around, riding the shock front like an insane surfer. Emma grabbed the edge of the console and clung on for dear life. She looked across at the Doctor, but he didn't look worried. Quite the opposite, in fact. He had that expression of childlike excitement and wonder on his face. slowly righted itself, and once more, dematerialized. You have been listening to Doctor Who and The Silver Spiral by Megan Argo. Featured in the cast were David Alt as The Doctor, M. Sierra Garcia as Emma Collins. With narration by Megan Argo. Produced by Jim Hamilton. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com.